Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to We Ate All the Pies, uh, coming to you on a Tuesday night. So we've got, we had a run of Wednesday night recordings, and we're, we're back on Tuesdays, which is right smack dab in the middle of some midweek Premier League action. We had a game today, which we'll talk about a little bit later, so definitely some title implications there. Uh, but first, I will introduce uh, my co-hosts. Uh, the season may be over, but he's still... In top form, it is Fulham fan Caleb. Hello, Caleb. Howdy, howdy. It's, uh, it's nice for the first time in a while to <laughs> not be relegated and to have secured automatic promotion so that we can actually start planning for the summer transfer window in the next season um, early. So we're, we're happy where we are. It's a nice, relaxing week. The rest of us have to wait a few weeks uh, into, uh, into May to start our holidays, but uh, you can start a little bit early. So, uh, so there you go. That's let's the 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 sangria is flowing at this at this Slinkard household, and uh, down in Texas, um, maybe not. I, I don't know. He, he still had a pretty good weekend, but maybe a, a little bit sore from from the beating taken on Sunday. I am sorry for that, Jordan. I had high expectations that Newcastle would handle themselves, but uh, hey, what are you going to do? Um, Adam, actually, the weekend wasn't really disappointing. Um, you know, it kind of started off that way. You know, Dallas. You know, Dallas coming back after a uh, going o two to Phoenix. You know, uh, we end the weekend tied up two two, heading back for game five tonight. Uh, the Stars are heading back to Calgary after a loss. You know, uh, but they're still tied two to two. FC Dallas got another win this weekend. Good win against um, Seattle. Jesus Ferreira scored another goal. Your own personal Jesus. Yes, uh, 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 and then uh, Paul Ariola. That uh, that really that signing has really kind of paid dividends for Dallas because he got the second, and he also dummied that through ball to uh, Jesus Ferreira on that first goal. So, um, no, not a bad weekend. Not a bad weekend. I like your coping you mechanism. Know, I like your coping mechanism. Let's just focus now, on all the other sports. <laughs> I will say it was funny uh, because I was at the Mavs Suns game four uh, with my mother in law for Mother's Day. Um, there was a couple. There, we were kind of fifty fifty in our like our little area between Mavs and Suns fans. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I was surprised. I know I thought the uh, waste management open was designed to keep the trash in Phoenix and wow. not let it out. Wow! Um, Shots fired. But. The fifth foul that Chris Paul, you know, um, uh, he received against Jalen Brunson where he kind of felt Jalen behind him, pushed his butt out, and then went to the ground, um, you know, clearly a foul. He was trying to play for the foul. The dude, Suns fan, you know, uh, a couple seats over, as it's going to official review, goes, dude, that should be a no foul. That should be a no foul call, you know, because it wasn't a foul on Brunson. And I'm sitting here on my inside, you know, ready to give a like a 10 minute soliloquy on no, it's like soccer. If you if you play for a foul, if you simulate and not actually try to play the game, you'll get penalized for it. Now, dog, this is the new NBA. You got to you got to change the way you play the game. You cannot play to get the foul anymore. But I had to keep that all inside. But uh, I was vindicated in the in the end. Dallas won, so good weekend. So yeah, like I said, midweek games going on. We had a lot of action uh, uh, 
the past weekend, which we'll talk about. And it's an FA Cup final weekend, boys, which uh, is exciting. It's kind of weird it's happening during the season. Usually this is how we end things. Um, but uh, the, this, this is what the schedule giveth, and therefore we must accept. So we're going to start with the top of the table, or look at the top of the table, or let's say almost top of the table. Liverpool and Tottenham locked horns on Saturday, and for the first time since that 2-2 draw against Chelsea back on the second day of 2022, Liverpool's title hopes took just a little, a slight dent, a little bit of a dent. It's it, not a big hit, but just a slight dent. 1-1 uh, between them and Tottenham at Anfield. By the way, the last time that Liverpool suffered a league defeat was uh, December the 28th, so that's just how relentless they have been. Tottenham's lead came from the man on fire, Youngman's son, seven goals in his last six appearances for Spurs. He scored in the 54th minute. It's deflected, a, a deflected shot from Luis Diaz sailed past the wrong-footed Hugo Lloris to salvage a point. Liverpool, at least at the time I was writing these notes, then found themselves three points behind league leaders Manchester City. Um, but more importantly, perhaps, and we'll ask this question, Tottenham fell four points behind in the race for the Champions League. Now, since this happened, Liverpool um, have beaten Aston Villa 2-1 today, which we can talk about a little bit later. So things are a little different. They're tied with City, although City play tomorrow. But when you look at this as perhaps, I don't know, this seems like it was probably the worst possible, well, not worst possible, but just a bad result for both teams in this situation. But who do we think is going to miss these two points more? Is it is it Tottenham in the race for fourth? They're four points behind Arsenal now. Or is the fact that Liverpool are now a full game, I guess you could say, behind City, is that the bigger, I guess, disappointment for fans coming out of this? Or, or is it Tottenham's race for fourth? Who do we think is going to miss those two points more? I think Liverpool will. Um, I, I know the race isn't over, but it just seems like City has a lot of momentum, which was not the way it looked after last weekend, after their Champions yeah. League loss. But um, you know, City obviously was dominant against a Newcastle side that's been one of the best in the entire Premier League over the past few months. Um, they ha- now have a game in hand. They have a significant goal difference lead, and it looks like this is probably going to be another title for, for City. So really, I think we may look back at this match and go, this is where Liverpool kind of lost the, the Premier League uh, title. Uh, they'll still have a great season, obviously, but it seems like City is pretty firmly in front. And they kind of, you know, I, I, I don't want to make this sound like I, I think Liverpool have lost it. They obviously haven't. But I, I do think that there are signs that this season is starting to get to Liverpool a little bit. Um, you know, they had the first half against Villarreal. They had this draw against Spurs. They went down by a goal within like the first five minutes against Aston Villa. Now they came back um, uh, to win. But it just, it seems like it's, it's kind of taking its toll, Jordan, a little bit on Liverpool. Maybe I'm wrong. But I don't know. I... I I see what Caleb's saying, but I kind of feel like Tottenham are going to miss this more because there's a four-point gap between them and Arsenal, and one slip-up by City, and Liverpool are back in this. I don't know. It's 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 a, it's interesting. It was an interesting result uh, on Sunday, Saturday. Excuse me, late Saturday. That's the the, the time threw me off. Um, well, Adam, you can kind of argue, you know. Uh, you know, uh, 50 for one side and half dozen for another. Yeah. 
Um, I will say I think Tottenham will be okay given the run of shaky form Chelsea has been in recently. Uh, because if you look at their last results, they have drawn against Man United, lost against Everton, and then drew 2-2 against Wolves. Now, they do have Leeds, Leicester, and then Watford to close out the season. But they're now within three points of um, of Tottenham as well. No, no, no. They're within five points. They're within right. five points of Tottenham. So, but I do get if a point. Chelsea, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, uh, if Chelsea's run of form continues like this and Tottenham can take advantage, Chelsea might be the one who's in trouble, um, you know, on the outside looking in at the end of the season. Um, I will say, you know, you brought up just fatigue over the season for Liverpool. Uh, and maybe that has had, you know, maybe that's finally caught up with them. Uh, especially given that you know certain players had to extend themselves so much in the crucial uh, in the crucial uh, you know January to February months uh, when their two best players on the offensive end uh, were uh, away at Afcon um, in Luis Diaz and Diego Jota, so uh, maybe it's a good thing. Uh, that city just like you know just has a plethora of players they can just throw in at multiple positions. Uh, you know, like Jack Grealish, they spent a hundred million pounds on him last season, and you know he's hardly featured for the side. But it's, it's just a nice surplus to have, you know, uh, because he could pretty much do the same thing a Phil Foden or um, Gabriel Jesus can do, or Raheem Sterling. Um, now, you talked about. Uh, I don't think you brought up Erling, ha- Erling Holland. Uh, I believe his move from Borussia Dortmund to Manchester City is just at like the personal terms level, so it is near finalization. Uh, that might be the key piece that we've talked about Manchester City lacking all season. You know, a true striker. So um, <clears throat> next season they might go. Uh, you know, Anakin Skywalker on the. Uh, on the on the uh, Jedi Temple at Coruscant on the whole league, um, but okay, I gotta say I gotta say it's Liverpool uh, who who uh, needs the points the most. Two things: number one, you jumped ahead uh, on my notes, so shame on you. Number two, did not expect that reference <laughs> when you started that sentence. So thanks for that. I want to go back to Liverpool real quick, just as an interesting note. There was this. Really, uh, uh, I, I thought was an interesting graphic that came out um, earlier this week ahead of the Villa game. Uh, so you, you mentioned AFCON. So pre-African Cup of Nations, Mo Salah had 23 goals in 26 games um, and nine assists. So that, that was about 0.88 goals per game and 0.35 assists per game. Since African Cup of Nations... He has played in 21 games, and he has scored seven goals with six assists. Um, and Sadio Mane also kind of – Mane saw a little bit of a drop-off, but it wasn't quite as as big. And I don't know if that has to do with the fact that Luis Diaz is now on the side and maybe taking some of that attention away. I don't know if maybe teams have sort of found out how to play Mo Salah. Um, you know, he had a chance. I think he came off the bench today against Villa. He had a chance late on, but it just—it it was like his only chance. I don't think he was on there long enough. But it's just interesting that he's sort of seen that dip 
what what well based on this graphic what would be considered a dip in form since then and hasn't really been quite the the same Mosala and I don't know if that's just for fatigue I don't know if it's traveling and then coming back or if it's you know again having a, a team now that's you know a bit more reliant on Diego Jota and, and Luis Diaz but I don't know, maybe that's kind of got something to do with it too it's it's not been the same Mosala it seems since he's come back from that international tournament. So it's, 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 it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, this, like I said, this was this Liverpool one Tottenham one was a result that neither team really liked. And I think another reason for that was the city win against Newcastle by five goals to nil. We won't focus too much on that result, but I I do want to move real quick to something that Pep said after that game, which has caught some attention in the UK press. And he basically said everybody wants Liverpool to win the Premier League title and not Manchester City. And it's made some people upset. Um, I think insinuating that, generally speaking, you know, from a neutral perspective, people would rather see Liverpool win the title than Manchester City. My question is, is he right? And... My second question is, how right is he? Because I think he's 100% spot on, personally. But I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I get the feeling that there is kind of a sense from from the majority of the neutral perspective that they would rather see Liverpool overtake City for, for various reasons. And I just wonder if either of you have picked up on that, too. Uh, no, I totally agree with you and Pep. Uh, there is a 100% uh, you know, media narrative that's pushing, you know, Liverpool towards the title. Uh, and rightfully so, because, you know, they're still attempting, you know, have an attempt at something that is truly historic, a treble. And then they're still in something for a quadruple. Yeah, the reason why no one wants City to win, it's not because, you know, City has just dominated the league. Uh, you know, and winning, uh, you know, I, I think were they uh, were they back to back winners, uh, or they they won uh, two out of the last three Premier Leagues. Adam, if I'm uh, yes, uh, am I, okay, yes, that's correct. It's not because they don't. It's not because City is not a you know a truly great team. It's the fact that there there's no there's no you know narrative behind it. That this this if 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 City won the Premier League, it would just be oh another Premier League title for City. Yeah, there is no there is no historic you know moment beyond that. They lost that chance. If you know if it if if it was City versus Liverpool in the FA Cup, and then if it was City versus uh, Liverpool in the um, Champions League final, there might there it'd probably be split fifty fifty because there's both teams are still vying for something historic, a treble which hasn't been seen. Since uh, ninety nine, right? Uh, yes, yeah, that's correct. So yeah, yeah. so we yeah, and and no, I, I I I agree. I think that there's definitely a a desire to see Liverpool do that, and like you said, the the narrative of Liverpool coming back to win over City against what seems like all odds, going on a, a fantastic run since December. I mean, that story is just more compelling than City winning another title. Now, it's not to say that City don't deserve to win the title. I mean, of course they do. If they come out on top, they come out on top. They've done what they need to do, and they deserve to win. The same is if Liverpool did overtake them, then they deserve to win. And Liverpool definitely deserve to be in this position. I mean, no, I don't think anybody's discounting that. It just amazed me that the the anger that, that seemed to come from people, and maybe it's just because I looked mostly online, but the anger that seemed to come from people that 
uh, from Pep suggesting that you know everybody wants Liverpool to win this and not Manchester City. It, it, it almost seems like everybody was upset about that because they know how right he is and they've gone into this denial. Um, or they're Liverpool fans and they, they see what he's trying to do here, which I think is quite brilliant, which is give his team something to fight against. You know, you're up front and you, you've just come out of the Champions League. So here's an opportunity to say, look, we're, we're sort of battling against everyone else, as it were, who doesn't want to see us win the title. They want to see Liverpool win the title. And I, I, I just, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was a, a really, um, a really good way of putting it. And, and to, to, um, I don't know, to kind of try and galvanize his team before this, this run in, um, because this is the Premier League and slip ups happen. Um, Caleb, you're, you are probably the most neutral of this group. Do you want to see Liverpool win the title? <laughs> I think Pep's half right. Because okay. I don't. I think most neutrals don't want to see Manchester City win because, yeah. you know, sports fans, if your own team's not going to win, you don't want to see the same teams dominating. And that's what we see in a sure. lot of soccer leagues around the world. And it's just, it's just not a lot of fun if you know the same one, two, three, four soccer teams are, are, are going to are going to win the title. Um, it's one of the reasons why, for instance, the Bundesliga is just a league that hasn't really captured my attention. Or yeah. even the Scottish Premier League, which is a league that's near and dear to my heart. It's like, well, turning yourself is going to win. You know, what's the what's the point? Um, I the, the area where he's wrong, I think, is where he thinks that most people want Liverpool to win. <laughs> Liverpool's <laughs> not a side that I think most neutrals are in love with either. Like, we want teams like Leicester to come up and win. You know what that I mean? Was, like we want fun. Yeah, we want drama. We want, you know, like, for instance, I mean, and not just pandering, like, West Ham had a really fantastic run. We'd love to see that. Or Brighton start out the season. Brighton. Yeah. Like, th- those are the teams we want to see win. So, like, if this were between Manchester City and Brighton, Manchester City and Villa or West Ham or whoever, then I think most neutrals would go, yeah, we don't want City to win. But now it's kind of like, well, like, who really cares if Liverpool or, or City win? They're both these kind of gigantic Death Star teams that have won recently. So at the end of the day, it's it's as a neutral, it, you don't really care. So the only reason why City is a little bit less, I think, the only reason why I would prefer Liverpool to beat City is because City plays such a possession-heavy kind of death yeah. by a thousand stings kind of football, which can be really rough to watch. But I mean, still, so it may be a little bit of a style thing, but I think that may be it. Yeah. No, I think I think there there are several valid reasons why people wouldn't want City to win. Well, I say valid. I, I, I think I think they make sense. That one you just said, the style of play. Not everybody likes pet ball. Number two, I think City is still kind of seen as this. Well, I mean, because they they kind of are, but I, the, I mean, hear, hear me out. I think City are still kind of seen as this oil rich, buy everybody kind of club. When in reality, yes, they are funded by oil money, but they're not really all that different from Liverpool in terms of the play. I mean, Liverpool brought in Allison, they brought in Van Dyke, they brought in Matip, they brought in Robertson. Alexander Arnold was from the youth team, but they brought in Fabinho and Henderson and Keita and Thiago and Luis Diaz and Mo Salah and and Hota and, and Mane. I mean, they bought all these players. So, I mean, they they put together a super team. I mean, that's what they did. And it's no different than what than what City did. I think people try and draw this line and say, well, City, or this, you know, they, they just fund this whole entire thing. And Liverpool have a net transfer spend of this. Okay, yeah, congratulations. You got Barcelona to pay over the odds for Philippe Coutinho a couple of years ago. 
That's why that exists. That's the only reason that exists. That and maybe Luis Suarez. I don't know how far back that goes. But the point being, they're not really all that different. They spend money. They, they build these big teams. And then they just sort of build them on as, as they go on. And that's, that's the reality of the situation. But I, think, I do think that that tie-in with the, the Dubai owners still kind of gets people down on City. Just, just personally, um, and yes, uh, the rich, Adam. yeah, the, the rich do get richer by si- signing Erling Holland. That will be official on the first of July. Yes, Jordan. You know, I got to ask a question because you, you know, talking about this and Pep's comments got me to thinking: Could he have honestly picked up something from Jose Mourinho in their, you know, half decade of battle between Real Madrid and Barcelona <laughs> when they were there? And what he has done is he has changed the narrative. From, oh, Pep is a, is over a decade on from winning the Champions League. Manchester City has built has built this you know Death Star of a team, uh, and they still can't get that done. Yeah, because has no one because no one has talked about that really since their since their collapse against Real Madrid. Yeah, and with that comment, could he be deflecting? criticism from from himself and from his team uh by bringing up that yeah well i i I think so and i think it's a brilliant move i think two things helped i I do think the result of the weekend helped uh and the fact that it was so overwhelming because as caleb pointed out it was a very strong you know in in good form newcastle side that they beat pretty handily and number two yeah i mean i think a good manager like i said i think he's he's totally changed this around and said it's city still have something to fight for here and the league is still going. And what's more is that nobody wants us to win it. So we have to finish strongly here. And I think it's a, it's a brilliant uh, a brilliant idea. Speaking of Liverpool, of course, we have the big match of the weekend, which is uh, Liverpool versus Chelsea in the FA Cup final. Not so small business to take care of at, Win- at Wembley. Uh, the Blues, talk a little bit about Chelsea. They're winless in their last three. I think Jordan pointed this out earlier. Following a 2-2 draw against Wolves, two goals from... Romelu Lukaku, that came out of nowhere, and a dramatic stoppage time goal from uh, former Liverpool man himself, Connor Cody. So uh, this is obviously one of the the much-lauded quadruple potential for Liverpool. I think a lot of people are expecting them to go ahead and, and take care of business here. So very quickly, how does Chelsea win this game, or is this an inevitable Liverpool trophy? We're going to predict scores uh, and stuff later during top-shelf picks, but I just wanted to get a gauge. I mean, Chelsea kind of pulled something off last season against City when they they took the, the Champions League crown right out of Pep Guardiola's hands, um, and that was a bit of a surprise. Could we see that same Chelsea pop up this weekend? to steal away a trophy from Mr. Jurgen Klopp. Definitely. I mean, Chelsea has that potential. I mean, they're one of the, I mean, the third in the Premier League. Um, they have a, they have a world-class lineup. Um, I think in order for Chelsea to win, um, Tuchel has to really figure out what he wants to do. He's, his lineups all season have, haven't really made a whole lot of sense. He's constantly moving players around. Of course, that may that probably has a lot to do with injury and, and those kinds of things. But barring you know injuries, he has to pick a side. He has to pick his best side, and I think that side includes Mason Mount. I think it includes Kai Havertz. Um, I 
I think it includes Reese James at a right back. Um, I think it probably is a back four instead of a back three, although he has moved to a back three in a lot of the matches where um, he's playing against a side that he's worried about. He played a back three against City in the Champions League final. So um, I, I, he probably knows more than I do. But the, I think that's the key is there's so many pieces that, that, that he has. And I think there's sometimes a little bit of a desire to throw some folks out there whether it's Pulisic or Lukaku or, or whomever and, and move, you know, as around and all those things. I think he just needs to, at, by this point in the season, he knows who's best starting 11 are. He, and he should, he just needs to play them. Um, you know, Timo Werner as difficult as, as difficult as it is for him to score in the premier league plays brilliantly in, you know, continental and, and, and European competitions. So, I mean, I think he I, more, most importantly, he has to get the, the right top, you know, starting forward three. And I think he has to pick the right um, uh, formation. And then I think that they have the depth and the players to, to definitely play with Liverpool, if not win. So that that's my advice for him. Yeah. it's It's been a weird season for Chelsea. This squad is so weird to me because they started out so well. And for a moment, everybody thought, wow, this is really going to go, you know, I mean, it could end up being a three-horse race or a two-horse race, but it's going to involve Chelsea one way or another. And then they the wheels fell off, and Lukaku came out and was talking crap. And, and now Rudiger, we know that he's leaving, and, and we know that uh, the Chelsea are resigned to that, probably going to Real Madrid. I don't know if that's official, but it's it's close to it. But you get these players on a pitch, on a big stage, with silverware up for grabs, and I just wonder if that changes things a little bit. I just wonder if that maybe motivates them a little bit more than, say, on Wednesday night when they play Leeds um, uh, at Elland Road, which I think is going to be uh, – that could be a, a, a fun game, that, uh, that one, because Leeds are, Leeds are in, in the middle of a, a dogfight. Um, and also I think it will tell us a lot, Caleb, about what you were – what you were saying about the uh, the lineup and, and seeing how Chelsea line up on Wednesday because it will tell us a lot about how they're going to line up on Saturday. Um, more news for Chelsea this week as well. The ownership saga is coming to an end. A group led by Todd Bowley, which help me out here. Is he is he the is he the owner of the Dodgers, or does he just own like part of them, or does he just own a controlling stake? I had a, he's I had part a, of a consortium. Okay, he doesn't he he doesn't own them outright. Okay. I mean, Magic Johnson was part of that group, so it's a oh, whole wow. it's a whole group of folks who it's bought a, the Dodgers. It's a who's who of sports stars and owners. Uh, anyway, so uh, he his group is is buying Chelsea. The club confirmed that. I don't think the process is entirely over yet because they got to do some weird things due to sanctions and making sure Roman doesn't get his hands on any of that money. Um, but uh, but yes, that that is that is coming to an end. So you know, considering that, considering it's a cup competition, Jordan, and we've got the ownership that seems to be figured out now. I mean, is that Helpful for Chelsea, or, or you know, like I said, I mean, Caleb kind of made the the choice, for the 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 case for Chelsea in this is that they pick the right lineup, and if they get if they get uh, the right players out there and good combinations, and if Torchell maybe I don't know just trusts himself, then they could come away with a win with this. Maybe you know, is Liverpool just too good? Uh, no, I, I I kind of agree with Caleb. Uh, Chelsea just has to get their squad um, their their squad uh, lineup and uh, you know shape right. 
I disagree with him saying that it should be a back four. I think it should be a back three um, with Christensen, Silva, and Rudiger. Um, because if it turns into a you know a tight match, uh, two of those guys have scored crucial goals in uh, you know from free kicks and uh, uh, corners in Silva and Rudiger. So I would like to have both of them on the pitch at the same time. And Christensen has turned into a solid center back. Um, I, I think Reese James needs to feature as a right wing back. I, I feel like you have to play uh, your uh, your main pairing of uh, Conte and uh, Kovacic. Um, I, I kind of feel like George. I kind of feel like Jorginho's you know taking taking a step back this season, and um, <laughs> you know he. He hasn't fared the best against Liverpool in uh, one-off cup games uh, this season. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, I would like to see Lukaku, Lukaku up top, but I, I, I kind of feel like against the back, against the back four of, uh, you know, Matip, Anderson, uh, Alexander-Arnold, and uh, Van Dyke, I'd want a more uh, mobile and active uh, front three, uh, uh, front three, and I'd probably line them up uh, like off, off a main striker, like in a, a three four two one. I'd have Havertz and Mount sitting underneath Timo Werner to start. Um, Interesting. And then, and then maybe you know bring Pulis- uh, Pulisic and uh, Lukaku on if it's just not working at the beginning of the second half. Uh, but I feel like the way Liverpool likes to play their fullbacks, there is space down the wings. Especially if you, especially if you're coming uh, from the center out, uh, you know, dragging a dragging a center back out that direction. Uh, so you, there is space to be exploited. You just have to, you know, have the players who can do it. And Timo Werner can run. Uh, I mean, and that is a positive he has. Um, well, he did. He I, had a lot of a lot of people talked about his goal scoring last season. He had a lot of assists. So yeah, yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, from the weekend, from that two-two draw, I just kind of find it funny that uh, Todd Bowley uh, had a rude, rude introduction to VAR uh, <laughs> with that uh, Rudiger goal disallowed because uh, there was just him, him just kind of staring at. Um, I want to say jumbotron, but I feel like that <laughs> the display is not ostentatious enough to be considered a jumbotron. So, what will we call that? Just a video display? Yeah, I, jumbo, jumbotron is a very American word, and I don't know that it, it entirely applies. I don't know if there's a British word for for jumbotron that would, that would entirely. That would, when I think jumbotron, I think of the Cowboys' like giant video screen that uh, that yeah, does the think, whole full pitch. That's the, yeah, that's a jumbotron. You think of something from idiot, like something that would appear in idiocracy, literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I kind of want to go with video display right uh, for right now, just because that seems about as uh, about as bland of a description you could give. Um, yeah. which 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 some which which sometimes unfortunately that that word bland can be uh, you know ascribed to. Uh, British society as all so uh, hey overall. Hey now. So I'm just saying that sometimes I'm not uh, I'm not saying all the time. <laughs> so I'm just saying that's a good that's a good placeholder until we could come up with a new word. Something. Uh, so listeners, if you could find a uh, yeah. a proper term for video display that's not jumbotron, let us know, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fill us in. Um, 
Yeah, not not the. I mean, he should be used to. They have reviews in baseball. He should be used to that, but definitely not the most uh, the 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 best look for him as he discovered that that goal was not allowed. Um, so yeah, Chelsea versus Liverpool. That's uh, this Saturday. That's that's going to be eleven forty five Eastern time. I think it's on ESPN Plus. We'll have a full recap of the weekend's action uh, coming up toward the end of this podcast. But speaking of Merseyside, very quickly, Everton. Uh, real oh, quick, sure. I, I, I absolutely. I'm sorry to drag us back to the FA Cup preview. Real quick, just quick hit. Are we going to see the Queen? Because uh, we have not sure. seen her since the end of December. She did not give her traditional Christmas address. Are we going to see the Queen on uh, Saturday the 14th? Um, well. Just to make a couple of points here, uh, we have seen the Queen since then. She attended uh, a memorial service for Prince Philip. Um, she did not attend the Queen's speech today to open Parliament. That was given to Prince Charles, I know, grown. Um, and to my knowledge, we don't usually see the Queen at the FA Cup final. They haven't done that for a couple of decades now. It's usually Prince William. Um, and I think Princess Anne has done it a couple of times. Um, so, yeah. So, I don't expect to see the Queen at Wembley. Uh, but probably Prince William, uh, the Duke of Cambridge, will will be there. Because I think he might still be considered the honorary president of the FA. I think that's right. So, anyways. Um, uh, but, yeah. Lots of pageantry around the FA Cup. Should be, should be a good time. Uh, back to Everton which Jordan, I'm sure, tried to distract us from because uh, he hates them so much. Everton continuing their great escape with a valuable three points on the road, a 2-1 win against Leicester. It just seems like the more you hate them, Jordan, the more determined they are to avoid relegation. I think they're they're doing this to spite you. Um, a great uh, moment. You're, you're, you're damn right they are, Adam. It honestly feels like this is a balancing of the force. And as like my hate has you know, has reached Emperor Palpatine levels, like I'm like good, good, <laughs> let the hate flow through me. Uh, fucking Everton just seems to keep pulling this shit off, and it's really disappointing. Like I, I can't, I, I can't keep getting mad at Jordan Pickford for for standing on his head game after game after game, but yet I do because he still does it. And uh, yeah, did it uh, this you know, time. Did they, it again. They they come out in that four five one, and um, it's like it's like no one's ever like you know ever ever realized oh my god, they have speedy players who could counter with pace. What are we gonna do? Because Anthony Gordon, uh, Demarai uh, Gray, and Richarlson just seem to run rampant, and it's annoying, Adam. It's really annoying. I want them to go down, yet they won't go down. It's they like they're like die. Jason. They're like Jason <laughs> from the uh, Friday the Thirteenth franchise, which. Uh, uh, I believe opened uh, today uh, in uh, 1980. May 9th, 1980 is when the uh, the first movie came out. They How will not the die. Hell, did you back yourself into that? Like that? Did <laughs> you back yourself into that reference? That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's a very long story. This will be like an no, hour it's setup. Not. No, pod. no, it's not. It's not even do that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yes. So uh, uh, Vitaly Mialenko. Uh, Mayalinko, Mikalinko, uh, with uh, with his first goal for Everton. Mason Holgate with the header, uh, canceling out a Pats and Daka equalizer. It came at a cost, though. Yeri Mina uh, went down with an injury. So, um, you know, that they're going to have to rely on Michael Keane, it looks like, maybe for the rest of the season. They play Watford tomorrow. Uh, 
And I, I don't know. I, I'm thinking it's two straight wins for Everton now. They've got three in their last five matches. Um, they they have already relegated Watford on Wednesday. Leeds are in trouble. Burnley, of course, took the beating this weekend, 3-1 against Aston Villa. If they get all three points against Watford, are, and, and that's their game in hand. So, I mean, they, they, that's, they would go, I guess, six. No. Is it six points clear? Four points. It would be, yeah, four points clear. So they go, they go four points clear of, uh, of Burnley and Leeds with that win. It looks like they're out. Looks like they're, they're out as quickly as they entered the black hole. I don't know, Caleb. Maybe you, you have an idea that they, that Everton might still be in this, but I, I think they're on. The, if they if they beat Watford tomorrow, which I fully suspect that they will, I think they're good. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I don't think it's it's obviously not a done deal mathematically, probably, but I I wouldn't bet against them. Um, I mean, they were always going to be a favorite to stay up. I mean, they weren't supposed to be in this position. They are a talented side, despite having obviously some some pretty significant holes in their lineup and strategy. So, um, would not surprise me if they stayed up. I think we're going to say they're a talented side, despite having Jordan Pickford in goal. Um, so. So yeah, so big big Wednesday for Everton, a uh, big moment for them this weekend. Like I said, Burnley returning to earth with that 3-1 humbling against Aston Villa and Leeds. Also lost out. More on that in a minute. Um, but I want to look real quick, speaking of, of strange results, I want to look real quick at uh, Brighton 4, Manchester United nil. Now, I do want to point this out. We didn't talk about this a lot last last podcast. We, we ran out of, out of time and out of, out of space. Um, and, and we're doing that again this week. But the same Manchester United lineup that took care of Brentford, and I mean, like, really handled them well last Monday, was named for this game at the Amex, and it could not have been more different. Saicedo, Cucurella, Gross, Trossard, all scoring Manchester United. They cannot possibly catch Arsenal now. There's actually a minuscule, I say minuscule, tiny. Uh, we'd have to beat West. We'd have to beat City this weekend. There's a minuscule chance that West Ham. Could overtake them for sixth, um, but that I, I don't know how likely that is. It's mathematically possible, but probably not. So, anyways, um, so that plus Arsenal's win over Leeds means Manchester United cannot get fourth. They're right now, at the moment, at least, just about getting into the Europa League. And for Arsenal, after that two-one win over Leeds, no thanks to Luke Ayling, who completely lost the plot and got sent off. Um, that means they enter Thursday's North London Derby. It's finally here. Uh, Arsenal do in the driver's seat. Now, this is not... Arsenal versus versus Tottenham is not in our top shelf picks this week. Um, just because I, I felt like some other games were... Well, it, it's, we're picking for the weekend, so this is on Thursday. But does anybody care to make a prediction? Arsenal, four points ahead of Tottenham. Um... This would effectively seal fourth place for them and end that that win. But Tottenham coming off a good performance against Liverpool has to be said. Anybody, do you want to make a prediction? Will Arsenal or Tottenham come away with this with the win? The only prediction I would be willing to make, and like I'm literally talking about putting money down, <laughs> is that both sides walk away disappointed after the match. That is the only <laughs> prediction I'm ever going to make about this. It does, it does seem like a draw. Seems like, Both of these sides are so much form. It does seem like a draw is the most natural uh, 
result for this. I tell you what, it's going to be a fantastic match. I can't wait to watch. I think you're going to see plenty of goals because I think Arsenal is kind of inexperienced and up and down, and Tottenham can score at the best of them, um, and they counter really well. So, um, yeah, I think it'd be a great match. And I mean, Ben White. Uh, who's kind of been the most, you know, the the most, you know, solid center back uh, uh, Arsenal has had is out still, right? Um, uh, so, that's a good question. Because uh, he did not feature yes. in the weekend. Yes. Yeah, he is hamstring out. injury. Uh, it says hamstring injury yeah. until April the thirtieth is what I'm seeing, but yeah, but he he did not feature this weekend, I don't believe. So, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, last I, time I, I, the, the only prediction I'm going to make is that both teams, uh, both teams fans, walk away uh, unhappy, <laughs> um, and that someone on Arsenal fan TV is going to call for Mikel Arteta out. Uh, those are the only two predictions I make. I'm going to make another. I'm going to. I'm going to make another prediction. I think Arteta and Conte are going to have pretty close to to blows on the uh, on the touchline. I, th- I think that's that could be a fight. You know, like, honestly, you- I. I I, I do believe you're right, which is going to be funny because you yeah. don't think of Mikel Arteta as the one to uh, throw down. But there's something about Antonio Conte, especially being at Tottenham, that's going to with you know draw something out of him. And uh, maybe, maybe this weekend we just dis- maybe the, after Thursday we discover that Mikel Arteta is the new Sean Dyche of the Premier League. The manager that just looks like you don't want to you don't want to fuck with. <laughs> uh, maybe so. Uh, extra time, real quick. We're, we're, we're speeding this process up because I know Caleb's going to go here in a minute. Crystal Palace one, Watford nil. Wilfred Zaha's penalty confirming Watford's relegation at the weekend. Brentford three, Southampton nil. Uh, Brentford with a uh, another handing out another beating at the Brentford Community Stadium. Speaking of beatings, Norwich nil, West Ham four. Hammers follow up a midweek disappointment in Frankfurt with a resounding win against the Canaries that keeps us in the fight and more than likely uh, in the spot for the Europa Conference League. And the, I, we'll talk about this later. There's some debate in the West Ham circles about whether or not that's a good thing. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, so very quickly, like I said, uh, uh, with, with trying to get Caleb out of here, here's your league table. City and Liverpool are even right now, but City have a game in hand. They play tomorrow against Wolverhampton Wanderers uh, on 86 points. Chelsea, Arsenal in third and fourth. Tottenham, Manchester United, West Ham in the European spots. Wolves are in eighth. Brighton and Crystal Palace round out your top ten. Acid Villa uh, are in uh, up to 11th with that win against Burnley, Brentford, uh, Newcastle, 12-13. It's Leicester, Southampton, Everton, and Burnley above the relegation zone. Leeds are in it only on goal difference, but it is a lot of goal difference. Uh, it's Burnley have minus 17. Leeds have minus 35. Uh, Watford and Norwich already relegated in 19th and 20th. Caleb, uh, it, the English League Championship season ended this past weekend, but we still have some exciting games coming up, do we not? Absolutely. Um, a lot of uh, afternoon football here in the U.S. Um, for you gentlemen to enjoy over the next few days, or really over the weekend. Uh, so and then there were four. Um, so playoffs again this Friday with Luton Town versus Huddersfield Town at 2.45 p.m. Eastern time. Um, Sheffield United plays Nottingham Forest at 10 a.m. Saturday. So um, Friday and Saturday um, are the first legs. And then the second leg is Monday afternoon for the Terriers and the Hatters um, at 2.45 and then Forest and Sheffield Tuesday. So by Tuesday at around 5 p.m. Eastern time, we should know who our final two are going to be. 
the final is set for Sunday, May 29th at Wembley. So I'm looking for this graphic real quick, and I can't quite find it, um, but I, 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 I know most of it. So um, so obviously the, the teams that are in the, 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 the playoff semifinal here, Luton, Huddersfield, um, um, you know, Nottingham Forest, uh, Sheffield United. So, so yeah. all the, all those teams are, are, you know, they've 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 got a collective squad worth, and most of them are in the hundreds of millions of pounds worth of talent that they have. There are hundreds of millions of pounds worth of money that they've spent to acquire to put these squads together. Would anybody like to guess how much Luton Town spent to put this championship playoff semifinal? Spot earning squad together. How much? How, about well, how much money do you think? Total transfers, and this is what we're talking about: is transfers, transfer amounts. Correct. Well, no, what I'm talking about is what this squad would be worth. I.e., I. the the the. If you look at what they spent on the group of players to put them together now, this entire squad, how much it's worth. So yeah, I'm gonna say. Yeah. I'm gonna say seven hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Okay. <laughs> Caleb. So this is this is the market value of all the players. Collective, sure. The, market collective, value okay. or or you know what? Yeah, what they spent. Yeah, sure. Ah, twenty five million pounds. So Jordan lowballed it. Caleb, you were way over one point okay. five million pounds. That's how much the squad costs. One point five hey, million pounds, and I I, be, I believe. I know. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Hey, you know what? Uh, Lowball wins the showcase showdown, my friends. <laughs> So I'm, yeah, I'm coming. A, I'm coming home with the with the uh, the the, the white won, trash paradise. No, you got yeah. one Luton Town. <laughs> yeah, whole, you won the whole entire city. Oh, congratulations! Oh, you won the city. oh hell yeah! I'm gonna go You're there. The and, new uh, owner. I'm gonna Ted Lasso this. Grow a mustache. <laughs> uh, you know, just talking. You know, uh, nonsensical positive phrases. It's gonna be great. All right. Um, very quickly, Caleb, so you can you can head away. We'll do top shelf picks first, then I'll talk about the weekend coming up. So, um, so Caleb is eleven points clear of me. I've jumped up to second after uh, after our weekend. Um, so he he's got forty eight, and barring some kind of miracle from me or Jordan, um, he will more than likely be the champion by the end of this weekend. But it's not over yet, and our first one up is Chelsea versus Liverpool. It's the FA Cup final. This is on Saturday. Uh, Caleb, what is your prediction? Um, man, I got to start, huh? Yeah. This, this is, this is the, the weight of being the leader. So, um, I know I talked about how Chelsea could win this. <laughs> <laughs> you said could. That doesn't mean they yeah. will. But I, I, I don't have the it's it's like I mean Tuchel is just so weird with these lineups. Yeah. Um, it's just so I just can't really figure it out. Um I, I think this is really tough. I think I think Liverpool is probably the better side. I think it's gonna be fairly close. I would say Liverpool three, Chelsea Well actually let me let me take it back. I think that Liverpool wins, but I think that they win can I say they win not in regular time. Sure. Okay. I don't think it's going to be. A, I, I think they'll go and I think they'll finish ninety minutes tied, and I think Liverpool will ultimately win three uh, two. Is going to be my prediction. Oh wow, that's the hell of a game. Okay, 
3-2 after extra time. Um, you know, I think... I don't know. I've just had this feeling. I, I, I'm going to do... I got Chelsea 2-1. I just... I, I don't know why. I just feel like it's 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 going to be one of those weird games, and I think Chelsea are going to do it. I think they had this done to them last season in the FA Cup final when Leicester City won it. You know, they went in and Chelsea... Everybody thought, oh, they'll they'll... They'll take this, and then they didn't. So I've got 2-1 to Chelsea. Jordan, Chelsea or Liverpool? I got 2-1 Liverpool. All right. There you go. Okay. Next up, a very, very, very important game for Leeds. They play Chelsea tomorrow, but the more, I think, possibly more important will be Leeds-Brighton, which comes up uh, on Sunday. I'll give you a rundown of games uh, here in a minute. But uh, So Leeds-Brighton. They are at home. Brighton have been in really, really good form. Um, and despite the fact that they don't really have a whole lot to fight for or against at the moment, uh, they seem to be handing out uh, the ass kickings, as it were. However, Leeds are, are in a bit of a fight now. Um, I think by the time this game comes around, Luke Ayling's suspension will be over. So I'm going to say 2-1 to Leeds uh, in this one at Elland Road. Jordan, you're next. Leeds versus Brighton. Oh, man, I got to say, with Luke ailing out, it's going to be 2-1 Brighton. Well, he might be back. Um, Are they going to appeal the red card? Because that was upgraded from a a yellow to a red after VAR. Because he was clearly to the ground on that one. No, I I know, but I I don't know how long the suspension is for. I assumed it was just for a a game. It was just for a game, because they play on Wednesday. Uh, my question is though, that's a remake of a mat. That's a that is a uh, that is a uh, move move of a fixture. Wouldn't that not be the next consecutive game? Wouldn't the next consecutive game be the weekend? Food for thought, but yeah, no two. 2-1- well, they they play they play Chelsea on Wednesday. Hello, Jordan, did you did you disappear? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I didn't disappear. I, I said my statement. And I moved on. Uh, oh, I, I, out here. I I missed your your score prediction. Oh, two one Brighton. Okay, over to teams. Brighton. Okay, okay, Caleb. A tough one because I met Mbappé was hurt, um, and they didn't start Neil Mope, and they still crushed United four 0 Brighton's got to be the winner here. Um, I'm going to say two 0 to Brighton. 2-0. And, uh, Jordan, you're right. It's a three-match suspension for Luke Haling. So, um, Everton versus Brentford. Now, this is, uh, of course, assuming, well, that this is regardless of the match against Watford. Everton, of course, will still be in somewhat of a relegation fight, but they could confirm their safety with the results at Goodison Park. They've been looking good. So, with Brentford, Jordan, you have the honors first. Uh, what was the final pairing, Adam? Everton um, Brentford. Oh God, I gotta go Brentford three <laughs> nil. Uh, okay. I got. I'm going with my heart here. The hate is flowing through me. I, I need this. Uh, <laughs> I, I I need the haterade to be open so I can uh, <laughs> uh, sip deeply from the cup that is uh, that uh, that that is uh, Everton uh, Evertonian tears. Okay. So three uh, nil Brentford. Caleb, I'm going to ask you to choose between hate here, Brentford or Jordan Pickford. Uh, who do you got? 
Well, I mean, I hate Brentford way more than I hate uh, okay. Um Brentford's been playing awful, too. They've just been not been playing good football the last, uh, yeah, last several it's months. It's been up and down, um, definitely. It's very up and down. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they're, they're the worst. Um, so, I'm and Everton's fighting for their lives. Brentford's pretty safe. I see this as a 2-1 victory for Everton. Okay, 2-1 to Everton. I'm going to go 2-2. Uh, because um, I, I think I think Everton are, are going to just kind of slip a little bit in their concentration. So, so there you go. There's your top shelf picks. Caleb probably going to be the champion this weekend. We'll update you uh, on that this weekend. Caleb, if you need to uh, to hop off, you are you are you are clear to go, my good man. It's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Go yes. Mavs. Uh, yeah. Go Rangers. My twin brother's at the game. Uh, oh, good. Up to the Fulham, and best of luck to your squads uh, this weekend. All right. We'll talk about that here next. Thank you, Caleb. Jordan Thanks, Sigler. lads. All right. Bye, Caleb. So, uh, your English football weekend looks like this. We're including that for a very specific reason. That is, of course, we have some championship playoffs and final action coming on. Uh, Caleb talked about this a little bit earlier. 2.45 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN Plus on Friday, May the 13th. is Luton versus Huddersfield uh, for you to start out your weekend Saturday. Uh, the the big news is the FA Cup final, but we do have another championship playoff semifinal to deal with. First leg one of Sheffield United versus Nottingham Forest is at 10 a.m. Eastern Time on ESPN Plus. You can stay there for the FA Cup final between Liverpool versus Chelsea. That's at 11.45 a.m. Eastern time. And I'm pretty sure it's ESPN Plus. I don't think I still, I don't think they're still putting that uh, on ESPN. I think it's, they, they've just kept it at the, uh, the, uh, the streaming service. Also, the leg one of the League Two semifinal between Mansfield Town and Northampton Town is on ESPN Plus. That's at 2.45 p.m. Eastern time. Um, so that one... Also could be fun as well, live from uh, from Mansfield Town. On Sunday is when all of your Premier League action takes place. Sorry if you hear my dog Teddy barking in the background. Uh, Sunday, May the 15th, Tottenham versus Burnley, 7 a.m. Eastern on USA Network. We have a whole host of 9 a.m. kickoffs on Sunday. Villa versus Palace, which is on Peacock. Leeds versus Brighton, which is on Peacock. Watford versus Leicester, which is also on Peacock. West Ham versus Manchester City is on USA Network. It is Mark Noble's final home game. Shed a tear. Uh, Wolves versus Norwich. Uh, that's on Peacock, also at 9 a.m. Eastern Time as well. And Everton versus Brentford is your late game on Sunday, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time on USA Network. Monday is the day you'll be waiting for Jordan. May the 16th, Newcastle hosts Arsenal at 3 p.m. on USA Network. So that'll be a chance to uh, to lick up any Arsenal tears that may happen on this coming Thursday when they take, when they take on uh, Tottenham Hotspur. And the championship playoff semi-final leg two, Huddersfield versus Luton, 2.45 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, I think the Sheffield Wednesday versus Nottingham Forest leg two is on Tuesday. I believe that's that's how that works. So, so uh, there you go. Big Adam, full weekend. Yes. A very full weekend. I hate to correct you. It is Sheffield United uh, because Sheffield Wednesday has oh, already, have already right. lost their, play, their league one playoff semi-final against... The hated Sunderland Black Cats. Yeah, Sunderland uh, got that win. I mean, and from a neutral perspective, yes, Sunderland did uh, do very well to earn that win. However, it was disappointing because I like Sheffield Wednesday 
up the, up the owls. I was I was very much hoping that they would hold on and and win that one, but uh, sadly it will be Sunderland against Wickham Wanderers. But a great story for uh, for Wickham because I believe this is the cult hero Adebayo Akinfenwa's final season. He's retiring. He's turning forty. Or I think he did turn forty. Um, and you you know who Adebayo Akinfenwa is. Jordan, don't you? Of course I know who yeah, okay. Aquin yeah. Dude, yeah. the big unit. Yes. He is, an, he is an absolute unit of a man. And, you know, is, is actually very, for being as large as he is, he is very mobile for a striker. Oh, he's um, different. Yeah, I would love to see Akin Finwa score, uh, score a goal and send Wickham into the championship and, you know, leave Sunderland in League One for another season. <laughs> I, uh, uh, Sunday, uh, I believe it is Sunday, the uh, no Saturday, the twenty first of May, at nine a.m. That is the League One uh, playoff final. Um, I'm just gonna need I'm just gonna need all the hate uh, in me for the rest of this for the end of this season, uh, just so I can see Everton and Sunderland, uh, you know, stay where uh, one go down and the other stay where they're at. Um. Yeah, no, uh, this season has maybe because you know, it's weird. I should be more buoyant and happy because my team has, you know, now has uh, a transfer pool uh, like uh, Scrooge, just like the opening to DuckTales in Scrooge McDuck's swimming pool. I could literally swim in the, in, in the, in the, in the Petro dollars if I wanted to. Uh, but I'm not. And I'm, I am more, more mired in, in my hate. And my uh, <laughs> disappointment than ever before. Maybe that's just you know the symptoms of being a Newcastle fan uh, for a decade on. Maybe that's uh, you're you're, le- you're learning something about yourself this year. <laughs> you're, maybe, this, the season is telling you something about yourself. You know, uh, you know, I, I, it, it's been it's you know with that five nil result <laughs> against City, it's just it just reiterates the idea that it's evolution, not revolution. So maybe yeah. that's where I am at my fandom. I need to evolve from being a miserable, uh, you know, uh, hateful human being to being someone who's, you know, uh, allowed to express more joy in his fandom. So, uh, you know, look out for look out for a better Jordan uh, <laughs> season twenty twenty two to twenty twenty three. Who knows? You talk about that at the, uh, end, at the end of at the that, end of season special. But on that note, Adam, let's go eat some pie. Let's go eat some pies. Everybody enjoy a big weekend of English football. Um, Enjoy the sunshine. Enjoy the FA Cup final. It's a big day. Enjoy some Premier League football. And we'll be back next week to recap it all. Thanks.